Hello, hello, and welcome back to Thriving Race. We're very excited to be bringing you this episode. Um, we're going to be talking a bit about friendship in a minute, mm -hmm. but first, we want to introduce a very, very special guest. Oh, our first guest. We, we have got our um, friend Jodie here. Say hello. Um. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so I, we won't, thought it was only appropriate that we had one of our closest friends come and chat to us about friendship. So, Jodie, yeah. would you like to tell us a bit about yourself, just what you're doing in life, and well, what's your favourite flavoured ice cream? So I don't know what, what my favourite ice cream is. <laughs> I think it's just vanilla or cookie dough. Okay. Um, I do psychology at university. Nice. That's about it. Nice, nice. Lovely. Great. So we'll be hearing more from Jodie as we discuss friendship. <laughs> but first, as um, our weekly tradition, Absolutely. Abby, would you like to give me and Jodie a really weird question yeah. this week? Um, I don't feel like it's that weird this week, um, but it's a good one. Um, okay. It's exciting to do it with one extra person rather than just... Mm. This week, my question is... If you were to sum yourself up as an emoji, oh, God. emoji would it be? <laughs> um, right. Okay, you go first. Okay. Mine is, I actually have two. Um, you know the one that's like, the like sad, it's not like a sad face, but it's like the big the eyes. The big eyes. Yeah. Yes. Like that one or the one where they're like drooling. <laughs> they're like their eyes shut and they're like drooling because I don't know I just like feet so that was one that <laughs> relate to That's and I just <laughs> I see that yeah, yeah. Jodie what do you think I was gonna say the same one the little the sad face mm. or you know the little I think it's meant to be Elvis you know the little dancer <laughs> oh yeah yes. Mm. yeah yeah I think mine's got to be the dancing lady, like you know, the one in the red dress, the Spanish one. Yeah, yeah, that is a classic Ellie one. Yeah, I Definitely. think whenever I'm excited, I just throw that one in. But yeah. it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's like a ah, kind of personality. Trying to act this out right now, doing <laughs> <laughs> a little shimmy. Yeah, um, great, mm. perfect. Well, should we dive right in? Yeah, let's dive right in. So this week, we want to discuss um, about how to be a roost friend um, and kind of talk about friendships and all that that entails. So first, Abby, would you like to summarise Ruth, the story of Ruth? Yes, I would love to. Um, if you've not read Ruth, first of all, go read it because it's a great story. Um, in the first bit of Ruth, because it is a bit longer than what I'm about to say what happens in Ruth is that um she is with her mother-in-law Naomi um and Naomi's two sons which one of them she Ruth was married to they both die and so does Naomi's husband so it's a very sad story um and then they basically the three women so Naomi Ruth and then Naomi's other daughter-in-law um they decide that they should return back to Bethlehem and basically Naomi tells the two daughter-in-laws that they should go back and live with their own mothers um, and try and find another husband because their husbands have now died and 
Naomi won't be able to have any kids for them to have. But basically, after a bit of a to and fro between Naomi and Ruth, um, with Naomi trying all she can to get rid of Ruth to go home, um, because she thinks that she can just go back to Bethlehem on her own, um, Ruth decides to stick with her and stick by her mother-in-law's side. Um, and yeah, just stand with her as they go back to Bethlehem. Yeah. So I just want to read Ruth 1, 8 to 18, just because I think this is kind of sums up the whole part yeah. that we're going to be talking about. So it says, but on the way, Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back to your mother's homes and may the Lord reward you for your kindness to your husbands and to me. May the Lord bless you with the security of another marriage. Then she kissed them goodbye and they all broke down and wept. No, they said, we want to go with you to your people. But Naomi replied, why should you go on with me? Can I still give birth to other sons who could grow up to be your husband? No, my daughters, return to your parents' homes, for I am too old to marry again. And even if it were possible and I were to get married tonight and bear sons, then what? Would you wait for them to grow up and refuse to marry someone else? No, of course not, my daughters. Things are far more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord himself has raised his fist against me. And again they wept together and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung tightly to Naomi. Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. When Naomi saw that Ruth was determined to go with her, she said nothing more. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, what does it mean to be a Ruth friend to you guys? And also, like, why do you think that Ruth is viewed as the perfect example of friendship? Yeah. Joe, do you want to go first? I don't know. I feel like it's just the whole, it's just loyalty. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like once you've like committed into a friendship, you kind of have that duty to kind of stick by them yeah for sure I think as well as I was reading that last night I just thought about how like it's she's kind of seen as this perfect friend because she literally goes completely above and beyond and against what most people would normally do especially when there's this whole like stereotype of mother-in-laws being awful (laughs) but um, Ruth literally chooses to stick with hers um and she like goes the extra mile to stay with her even when it would have been the normal thing for Ruth to find someone else to marry um Mm. but she like faithfully sticks by Naomi even when Naomi is being a bit hard and trying to get her to go um and yeah and she still just like really holds on to that friendship Mm. yeah I think what Jodie said about loyalty like it's really hard to come by in Mm -hmm. friends sometimes and like I think the consumer culture of our society now has kind of leaked over into our friendships and into our relationships. And yeah. like, if it's broken, people don't mend things anymore. They just discard it and move on. Mm-hmm. And like, that's already been recognized with material things. It's already been re- recognized with like marriages and relationships, but I don't think we recognize that with friendships that actually mm-hmm. like people mm-hmm. give up on friends too easily. And we don't think to mend things. We just think, Oh wait, like, like cancel culture, like to be like, Oh, well they're canceled. Yeah. But actually yeah. to go back to that person and to really do life with them and mend with them. Yeah. That's what Ruth's doing here. Um, 
she like gives up a lot because it wouldn't be easy for like women to get jobs mm-hmm. and the easy option would be her, for her just to go home to her family yeah um to have like her father like marry someone else but like she was so just like she's like generous as well and like gives up a lot mm-hmm. like that was very sacrificial yeah yeah. yeah it's almost like there's nothing in that relationship for Ruth to benefit from anymore like the purpose of it is not there anymore but actually Mm -hmm. the friendship's still there yeah her staying there with like after her husband dies kind of proves the friendship is real rather than purposeful Mm -hmm. yeah and I think as well because she sticks with Naomi as you said that even when the kind of she doesn't need to and her purpose has kind of seemingly left or whatever um but actually she sticks by Naomi not for her own sake but for Naomi's sake um Mm. and it's all about that whole thing of you can't choose what you go through in life but you can choose who you go through it with and I think that is literally exactly what um Ruth and Naomi do of like even though Naomi thinks that like the friendship's kind of over and Ruth may just leave her because she was there only for her son but actually it was something so much deeper um and Ruth makes that choice to go through life with Naomi and to go through life with that friend and with that person which I think is kind of quite hard to do and then she kind of sticks loyal to that which doesn't always happen nowadays yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so um obviously when we're talking about loyalty like um, we're talking about really good friendships or friendships that are gonna bring you good or bring others good Mm -hmm. but in the scenario of a toxic friendship yeah what would you advise in that in terms of loyalty oh gosh (laughs) 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 but everyone always says that it's like my toxic trait to like stick around like in Mm. toxic friendships and situations for too long Mm. but I feel like uh, you kind of use integrity to know kind of when something's got too far or not and when you kind of take a step back and stop like putting all your energy and like Mm. I think once you actually find it's gonna sound so cliche but like once you're actually content with like with God like you have it like everything once you actually find your worth in him and you don't put your worth in friendships it's easy to kind of invest in those people without it being really really draining yeah and it comes to a point like you can distance yourself from someone where you're not like constantly throwing them like yourself on them being like oh let's meet up let's do this let's do this but you can still be kind to someone like there's people who I haven't spoken to like particularly in like years and years and years and they'll still message me if like something happens and be like hey like can I have like advice on this and I think like you can kind of distance your friend self from like friendships with people but still in a like really kind way yeah yeah I agree. yeah I think it's really hard because like friendships this thing that like God really intends for us and he really wants us to have like really good thriving and healthy relationships but then it's like kind of seeing which are godly friendships and what may not be um and those godly friendships should be ones that are full of loving each other looking out for each other and striving to just kind of push each other to be the best that you can be um and I think it's a really difficult thing when a friendship isn't quite doing that because and if it's being more harmful than it actually is doing you any good and 
I think we kind of have actually touched a bit on it in our previous podcast and stuff, but saying that like sometimes it is okay to kind of put your needs of having those friendships first and that it should never be seen as a selfish thing to have to distance yourself from a friendship or even from like a group of friendships because it might not be doing you any good but saying that it's all about dealing with it well and just as a godly friendship should be full of love and care kind of trying to still distance yourself or dealing with a toxic friendship you should still deal with it with like an abundance of love and so much care for that person yeah and I liked what you said Joe about like distancing yourself with love because I think I have a lot of friends that for my I have a lot of friends like (laughs) for my for my own mental health like I've had to distance myself from but I think because it was potentially toxic or it could be toxic or whatever but actually when you do it in a way you know like that person knows that you're still there for them like if they got into trouble or if they needed help or whatever I think that or I hope that they would still know that actually the way that I dealt with them so gently and so carefully and so lovingly Mm -hmm. they would still feel that it was okay to come back to me yeah um yeah but at the same time, like what you said, Abby, like it is okay to call friends, like, and to kind of, like what we were saying a couple of weeks ago, the Bible verse, bad company corrupts good character. And you're no use to anyone if you're being corrupted or if you're drained or whatever. So actually it's really okay to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They may even deserve to have a good friendship and you may not even be that for that person. And actually sometimes mm-hmm. maybe distancing yourself a bit from that friendship um because you don't have to be everyone's bestest friend like you don't have to be like this close close friend and it's like just you and that person like and sometimes that can actually do more harm than good and Mm -hmm. sometimes distancing yourself helps you find those really deep friendships that God really longs for you to have and also means that that person can also find their version of that and I think Mm sometimes it can be seen as a selfish thing but actually it could also do them just the world of good yeah Abby earlier you said that like talking about good godly friendships mm-hmm. um and at the end of verse 16 it says and your god will be my god mm-hmm. um so question to the floor what do you think about christian friendships like do you think obviously that we should have them and how much value should they place in your life and what about necessary like non-christian friendships where do you think the place for them is like where does that stand for you okay oh um do you know what i've actually found recently so since going to uni obviously i kind of had to make a whole new set of friends yeah and so i'm in a gospel choir and go to like a church and like do youth and stuff and i found I have so many friends that aren't Christian, but the friendships that I have with Christians are so fulfilling because God is such a big part of my life. It's Mm. like what brings me the most joy. Like I talk about it all of the time. Like I talk about things that have happened at church. I talk about things in the Bible and not being able to share that with my friends can be really challenging sometimes. And I think it is really important that even like you can have non-Christian friends, but to Mm. surround yourself with at least like two or three people who like share that love for God, because otherwise you can't 
share that whole life experience yeah. because like for Christians a big part of your life is your faith is God is that love and like I find it so sad when like something I'm so excited about something I'm like oh my gosh guys so I was praying about this thing and like this mm. happened and mm. my like, non-Christian friends just don't understand in the same way yeah. that my Christian friends do and they can really hold me like accountable mm. yeah. things where I'm like okay I feel like God's telling me like I should do this or shouldn't my friends that don't know God are just like oh come on let's go out let's do this let's whatever whereas like my Christian friends are like hey are you sure yeah. and like like I think it's completely fine to have friends that aren't Christian but like actually having those Christian friends that you know you can like hold each other accountable yeah I just like it's not necessarily like a rules thing and like oh Ellie will tell me off if I do something it's just <laughs> it's just so nice to be able to share that like love with other yeah. people I don't know yeah for sure I think as well it just means that when you have good Christian friends they kind of get it um yeah and they get what doing life as a Christian's like um and what you're saying about accountability is so true of that fact of like even what we we're saying last week about being set apart and how your friends can really hold you to that um and obviously that's such an important thing but then also it's really tricky when in school you're not going to meet people who are all Christian and mm. a lot of the time it'll be that you know less Christians in school than you know who are um and I think my piece of advice for then non-Christian friends um would be to just try be really authentic and don't be a different person in your Christian friendships to who you are in your non-Christian friendships mm-hmm. and really try and bring Jesus and bring God into those friendships and because even if it's uncomfortable like if they are your true friends too they accept that because that's a big part of your life and that's one thing that I've learned they'll want you to do that and also it's in their best interest to give them a bit of Jesus you know (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah I think um with regards like Christian friends and what I've noticed in my un-Christian my non-Christian friends my my (laughs) uncle um with my non-christian friends is that like especially at this age we're all changing so much yeah. like we change our, our beliefs i can't speak <laughs> we change we change our beliefs we change our fashion we change you know our interests so quickly at this age in particular that we're kind of still working out who we are like non-christian and christian and actually though the three of us have gone through phases of like having things in common and no longer having those things in common Mm. having different things in common the one thing we've always had in common because it's never because god is so unchanging is our relationship with god yeah and actually i feel like you get a longevity in friendship with your christian friends that you wouldn't necessarily be able to withstand um with your non-christian friends um so i think it's so important to have those Christian people I always say that like I try to have or not consciously but actually it's good to have you know someone above you someone with you and someone below you and I don't mean above and below in any rude way at all but someone someone that you look up to who's like mentoring you that's a friend that you can go to with your problems someone that's beside you that you can walk through that are kind of at your level that you can be doing life with then someone that you can be mentoring yourself and you can be pouring out so you've kind of got that pouring into you Mm. and then pouring straight out from you again um so that you never feel 
drained um and so i guess that person that you're pouring into can really be a like a non-christian um but again it's like what jody said is that you can if you're fulfilled and if you're really being poured into it's not draining to be friends with mm. someone that like doesn't necessarily do friendship the way that you might do yeah. and I think so much of the way that we get our friendship or our idea of friendship is from the bible and I found that my non-christian friends who don't get that idea of friendship from the bible we have very different expectations of what we expect from each other as friends mm-hmm. um so I think you like 100% you can be friends with a non-Christian I'm not saying you can't but I think you need that kind of accountability and that kind of community around you yeah yeah um, which is so much stronger that reminds um, me of um I was thinking about this earlier I I was listening to this talk a while ago um and they super random it has nothing to really do with the talk but in their talk they were saying about tennis players and how apparently never knew this it's against the rules of tennis to have your coach coach you whilst you're playing so it's literally all on you to do play your tennis match I don't know the proper terminology (laughs) for tennis (laughs) but it's all on you to play they can't and all on you to encourage yourself keep yourself going defend yourself um and how like that is not what life is intended to be like for us like it shouldn't be that we're doing it on our own um but then in like a game of boxing for instance every time the bell rings they go back to their corner and they have this group of people on their side kind of cheering them on mm. fixing up their faces after they get like bashed <laughs> um and it's like having those people around you and having those people who get what you're kind of like and see you kind of like a piece of glass like they see you fully um and how like if you don't really have people around you who can see that and who can encourage you and who and if you're trying uh, if you're having to try and kind of keep stuff just to yourself because they you think they might not get it or because that you don't have that shared then it is just like doing life on your own and you're missing this part that you're getting to share with someone, which I think is like a really important thing because that's what God longs for us to have. Yeah. It's another thing that I saw on Twitter today, which was, <laughs> I spend way too long on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so it was weird that I saw it today because it like kind of happened to me like a few weeks ago. And someone was basically saying how scary it is. Well, not scary, but, it is kind of scary that once you pray for God to kind of shift your friendships and like to take away kind of any friendships that aren't of him, mm. that like aren't godly, that aren't going to like be fulfilling. It's so weird how you see that shift in like everyone mm. that you hang out with and just people that you invest in who are investing in you. Mm-hmm. And so a few weeks ago I was like, just, I just felt like lots of people that I'd been close to before I just kind of been, drifting and so I prayed about it and I was just like god like what is this and I didn't really feel much I was just like okay like maybe it's just happening maybe everyone's just ignoring me I don't even (laughs) I don't know (laughs) maybe I've just been horrible and then um I was watching some sermon and the man was basically saying he was like someone here god is telling you that every relationship in your life every friendship every like person that you know 
the dynamic and like the role that they play in your life is going to completely shift Mm. which was really like it was just like a I was like hmm and it just kind of stood out to me way more than like anything else he said would and Mm. I so I like prayed about it more and I just kind of felt like so I've had loads of friends since I was little who have always been like my bestest friends Mm. and then I kind of felt that I've drifted from them and it's not necessarily like feels like a loss Mm. but it's just different yeah I'm still friends with them but they're not necessarily the people that I'll look to for advice on certain things because Mm. our morals and our principles just aren't in line in the same way as like a lot of my Christian friends so like I know that you guys you'll constantly encourage me to forgive and to be honest and like faithful and loyal and like all of these things we kind of share in common whereas a lot of my friends like that are non-christians as ellie said like their almost their religion is like current culture and so like at the moment it's like cancel culture so if i ask them oh i've this friend has like said something that's upset me they'll just encourage me to ignore them cut them Mm. off like not be friends with them whereas you guys would be like why don't you talk to them like be Mm. honest about how you're feeling forgive them and it's just weird how actually if you if you pray to God he wants you to be fulfilled he wants you to have like Mm. godly friendships and friendships that are of him and even like non-christian friendships can be that but actually praying about it like he does change it and it can be scary but you just have to trust that like his plan is so much better than like what you want and like letting go in someone may not be what you want but it's kind of what you need yeah yeah exactly yeah. but the whole reason season yeah what is it it's um, there for a se- reason have friends for a reason friends for a season and some for life or fewer for life yeah that's that, yeah yeah. I so. yeah i think um what you kind of touched on there was that actually like our christian our, no sorry our non-christian friends they're amazing we love them and actually they champion you so well and like it's amazing Mm. but actually our Christian friends don't champion you they champion God Mm. and that's what we need and actually some of the things that I've done um like trying to be a good friend to other people my non-Christian friends will have literally called me a mug for like if I've like Mm. if I've lent money and I've not got it back and I've just been like you know what that's fine or like if I've forgiven someone when they've treated me badly or whatever and that's because they love you so much and they champion you Mm. but actually when I come to you guys because you champion God you praise me for forgiving someone or for being generous or something and it's just it's just a shift and Mm -hmm. like it's not that championing you is bad like we should definitely champion each other but it's just having that kind of eternal perspective Mm. that they don't have yeah um, yeah so we mentioned earlier about um, you being at uni um, and obviously I am at uni in Cardiff and Abby's in Watford and was supposed to be in Scotland um, we'll see where that goes right. but, um, <laughs> what really well I feel is that even being on literally different sides of the country technically in a different country with me um we've managed to still remain quite tight so how tight do you were <laughs> tight i don't know why that made me laugh so. <laughs> <laughs> just sound like what my mum would say when she's trying to be hip, hip. <laughs> oh no i'm a hip 
Mom, you are a hit mom. <laughs> I'm not an ordinary mom, I'm a cool mom. Um, how would you advise investing in friendships when life is busy and we may be far apart? Personally, I think you guys do that way better than I do. I, I'm awful at replying and like, I'm just, I'm so bad at it. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you know what the other person needs if that makes sense like the longer you know someone the easier it is to kind of maintain those relationships Mm. when you're not like nearby like I don't know if I see something that reminds me of Abby I'll be like Abby (laughs) and like I feel like we will know each other well enough and like I think you guys know that like if I don't answer the phone like it's not because I'm ignoring you if I have Mm. a problem I'll tell you that I have a problem if I'm ignoring you or like not picking up the phone it's because I'm busy and I will it's not like a personal thing Mm -hmm. I think it's like understanding I don't know the other person yeah I think it's kind of knowing each other's love languages and kind of knowing that what they like to give to you might not necessarily be how they like to receive Mm. so like yeah I think all three of us correct me if I'm wrong are probably quality time gals and but because we're not around each other we're having to be like more words of affirmation kind of gals um I feel like I've got that spot on Um, (laughs) (laughs) so actually knowing that so we can really kind Mm -hmm. of communicate well and what you were saying about like not having misunderstanding I was watching Queer Eye yesterday love it classic and you know how it comes up with the little quotes in between the different scenes? And yeah. the one that came up yesterday was the saddest distance between two people is misunderstanding. Mm. And like mm. the amount of like, t- like friendships that I feel like have kind of the problems in my friendships or the reason why they've ended is always misunderstanding and refusing to see the other person's side. Yeah. Um, so I think in that sense, distance is like the true teller of a friendship of how well you can communicate and understand yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, what I was thinking as well, similar to what you were both saying, first thing saying about Jodie of like how we just know each other really well. And then what Ellie was saying about how distance is a true test of a friendship. Um, and how that if you can still stay good friends kind of through being far apart that it shows how well you know that person and you two are the prime example for this because as Jodie said she's not the best at replying (laughs) Um, whereas Ellie is a bit more continuous Um, and just that fact of like it's this whole thing of not being easily offended and I think we live in a culture where we get offended about everything and anything but actually it's not letting yourself get offended because I'm like you know that person and it's seeing past the fact that they might just not be replying and just having that open communication of like kind of letting each other know what's going on because like we're obviously all busy at different times and sometimes Ellie may be really busy but I could literally have nothing going on but then at other times I could be really busy and Ellie could have nothing going on Mm. or vice versa um but it's having that open communication of just you know what's happening in each other's lives because then it doesn't even necessarily have to be that person being like I'm really busy at the moment so I can't talk to you but if I'm just like men if you just each other know like 
oh, I know Ellie has loads of exams at the moment, so that's why she's not applying. I know Jodie is really busy with this or that. And it's just being open and checking up on each other. And even if you haven't spoken for a long time, it's like letting yourself kind of catch up with each other. I think is really important for just so you're kind of keeping up to date with what's going on in each other's lives because that can be the kind of like the day-to-day things you miss out on by being apart but actually just like you miss out on the day-to-day bits but just sharing that stuff still even when you might not be together just kind of helps make them feel like they're involved in your life still even if you may be apart yeah and I think this is where like words of affirmation come in because obviously we can't spend quality time so if you know if I get a message being like oh like missing you whatever or like to tell me that you love me or whatever if I text you and I'm like I don't get a reply for days I'm like oh actually because I I know you guys so well but also because like you know what I mean I like I know that you guys love me to pieces and actually you're not gonna be rude like to me or air me and it's like knowing each other to that level but actually like telling each other that and it like it doesn't need to be loads of words but the words that we do use like to tell truth over each other if that makes sense yeah um Abby do you want to ask your oh no Carol I was just gonna say that I think as well this reminded me of something that Ellie said to me I can't remember even when it was all the days were into one at the moment but the other day Ellie texted me being like I just like hadn't replied for a few hours which is quite unlike me um and Ellie just texted me saying are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine and she was like are you sure I don't think you are and I was like I feel like I am but no I don't know and actually like her saying that kind of made me just like think about it and even though on that day and in that example I was okay but like (laughs) it's not being afraid to actually just be like is there actually and being kind of persistent is sometimes seen as bad thing but actually it's really important of like because sometimes we can just hide things and I think it's easier to hide those things when you're not apart and you're not seeing each other yeah you can easily kind of avoid messages avoid talking to them but actually if you think there's something that could be up it's better to know and Mm -hmm. to just them to be like okay you can stop now because seriously I'm fine rather than it being like being like are you sure you're actually okay and then them being like oh actually no I'm not I've had a really bad day or something yeah I think you learn as well with people like if if someone who's like always messaging you just stops and like they haven't given you an explanation and normally they're very good at like being like like they're very on top of replies or Mm. they're good at explaining why not you can kind of judge if someone's like going through something and like when you need to step in or when it's just like they are busy I think Mm. it's just kind of it's just another thing of shows like how strong their friendship is Mm. that you just you just understand that with someone it's like if I didn't hear from if I didn't hear from Ellie or like see Ellie posting something like happily I would be like oh my gosh okay Ellie are you okay like what's going on but then I don't know if one of my friends I can't even think of anyone but if someone else did that I probably wouldn't question it because it's just not out of character for them Mm -hmm. I think you can tell a lot from a text there's a lot you cannot tell from a text but like Mm. my house my housemate is like probably one of the people that knows me the most and sometimes I'll be texting her by what I think is actually such a fine answer and she'll be like what's wrong and straight away I'll be like "Uh, I'm sorry I've like this has happened and I'm really sad but I didn't like even realize it was affecting me actually as 
as a friend of someone if you can point those things out that's actually such a good quality to be able to point that mm. those things out in someone that you know so well that they don't even know themselves is bothering them yeah exactly yeah um abby do you want to ask your question about naomi obviously in the story naomi's been quite persistent that she doesn't want ruth to stay with her and like she doesn't want ruth's help and she's okay on her own how should as a true ruth friend how do we stick by people even when they're being stubborn and persistent that they don't need you there but you may feel like or you really want to be there and you think that they need you to be there but basically yeah how do you deal with the stubborn friends and stick with people through the hard times that's probably one of the hardest things and you know what it makes me think of is on like a night out and someone's drunk in the club and they (laughs) and they won't get off the dance floor and you're like come on like I'm not leaving you and they're like go home it's fine I'm fine and you're like no I'm gonna stay with you and it's that's all I can picture but it's the most like it's stressful because you don't want to be too overbearing Mm. and you don't want to push someone to the point that they're like leave me alone but it's important to know kind of why you're sticking around like if you're Mm. if you are kind of bugging someone just because you for like a selfish reason like you want their friendship or whatever I think it's very different to like if you know they need you like I think what she was going through at the time like she's lost everyone around her like she would have been like completely abandoned and like I think a lot of the time we're very like no I'm fine I'm fine I don't need anyone I don't need anyone but actually we like it's judging the situation sometimes you need to step in and sometimes you need to be like okay like Mm. I'll let you I'll let you make your mistakes I'll let you do whatever but I'm here like I'm not gonna block you like I'm gonna be here Mm. if you need me like because I don't know there's some times that like my one of my closest friends I've grown up with her she'll be like I'm absolutely fine I'm absolutely fine leave me alone why do you keep asking if I'm okay and I'm like okay if you say you're okay then I'll, I'll stop I'll stop like pestering you I'll step back I'll let you have that space but there's other times when I know that she's got herself in kind of like a toxic situation or she needs she needs me there if that makes sense like she doesn't want me but she needs me the whole like nanny McCree. Mm. <laughs> but it's, I don't know I think it's just using integrity to work out when yeah when you need to and when you it's okay to like yeah. let someone have that space yeah I'm actually going through like a friendship like this and my mum actually said to me the other day she's like Ellie you can't save everyone mm. and whilst as Christians we're basically called to be mugs like <laughs> that yeah. is like, we're, meant, we're meant to pour into people without expecting anything back and to yeah. our only source of life not our, well yeah our only source of life to be fulfillment from god um but at the same time you can't help it you can't help a person that doesn't want to be helped yeah definitely you can be praying for that person and you can make it very very clear that you're there for them when they want it Mm. but it's really hard to not help someone that doesn't want to be helped yeah um abby as you've suffered this a lot do you have any gems for us yeah see i feel like i can give both sides of the story because I feel like I'm such a, what's the word, hypocrite. 
of have I've dealt with a few Naomi friends of not wanting that help. Um, but I'm also can be sometimes a bit of a Naomi myself. Um, <laughs> and what I'd say is from kind of dealing with it with people is kind of what JD was saying about how well both of you said like you can't help everyone and if they don't want your help people can be stubborn like if they don't want you to help they won't let you help kind of thing but it's just letting them know that you're still going to be there and Mm -hmm. just because they say they don't want your help doesn't mean that you then shut the door on them it Mm. doesn't mean that you then just turn your back on it even if there is a situation going on even if they won't open up to you about it it isn't then just being like okay just because they don't want to tell me now doesn't mean that they might not want to talk to you about it a week later or a month later and then it's really tricky because I also know what it's like that sometimes it is just a bit like sometimes you just don't want to talk about it but sometimes and like what JD was saying that sometimes people do just need their breathing space and I can relate where it's like sometimes it's like if you are I think my I would give a piece of advice to the Naomi's out there if you're listening <laughs> if you do feel like I can do this on my own I can fight the battle on my own it's just remembering that your friends are your support system and that they're there for you because they love you um and you can be open with them but they're also when you have true friends and true Ruth friends they won't leave your side yeah because you told them not to help you and Mm. I think that's what is a good example of what Ruth does is literally because Naomi tells her to leave her alone she just clings to her and she does go a bit over the top at the time saying about that they'll die together and everything (laughs) but (laughs) Um, do you not want to die with me do you not not want to be buried with me I mean but yeah it's just like hold still holding on to people even if they might literally slam the door on your face it's definitely true though that like you may be able to do something by yourself but you don't have to like you have friends Mm. because you can do it in Mm. companionship it's like you can make decisions by yourself like God gives us free will but it's so much more fulfilling like yeah. when you do it with him and like yeah. do it with your friends yeah, yeah. and what yeah. Um, we Ellie said this the other week about um how actually going through what was it he said about going through like the hard times with another person is actually what brings you even closer yeah. together and really bonds you together and I think you can't hide the bad things in life from people that you want to do life with because that is a part of life and sharing them makes a friendship even deeper and more connected yeah and in genesis you know god creates everything and goes it's good it's good it's good Mm. and the first time he says it is not good is when he said it is not good for man to be alone yeah and so it's actually in the instinct of our creation to need to do life with other people Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I think we should leave it at that because I feel like it's going to be a long one. But yeah. can we invite you back, Jodie? And we can talk about friendship some more another time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. We can do a part two. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Great. So thank you so much for joining us, Jodie, um, on our podcast. And we will for sure do another one where we can expand on this because there's so much about friendship that we could talk about. Um, but thank you for listening this week yeah. um, thanks for you, having me that's okay thank you for coming. yeah thanks for coming um if you haven't go follow our instagram at thrive.in.grace or even if you are following just go give it a little check because there's lots of things on there which are nice little encouragements and whatnot so yeah yeah see you next week for another 
great podcast and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.